he is wicked smart on the football field. I think that's why yeah, he's sure. gotten the perception of being smart. Just wanted to say that. You can continue. Hello. How are you? Good day and salutations. Welcome to the Bloodlines podcast, your one-stop shop for horrifying gambling stories from everything, aggressively mediocre gambling advice on everything from judo to Japanese jump rope. I am your host, Brad Kirschenbaum, joined by the man who could find gambling action at an American Girl doll store, Tyler Hammock. And no supervision today because produce the Ali, the Sandro man is soaking out in Utah. Drip, drip. We are brought to you by Mortensen Mortuary with five suburban locations proudly serving the Salt Lake City area to bury everyone who doesn't respect Maction to the coach who will never call enough play action. Use promo code NAGGY at checkout for 25% off on a box of matches. That is N-A-G-Y at checkout for 25% off on a box of Mortensen Mortuary matches. Mortensen Mortuary. You've been killing them, and we've been burying them since 1976. Family-owned and operated, member FDIC. Uh, Bloodlines Picks, follow us on Twitter. No one cares because no one responded to the poll. I don't think anyone does anything on Twitter for us. We need an intern as soon as possible, Brad. Um, I am oh. so done trying to do anything on that Twitter thing, but um, I'm going to keep plugging away, just like we'll keep doing it on this podcast. But, um, yeah, send us any there if you have any ideas or just keep texting us because it seems like that's what most people are doing. I think uh, the problem is that we both hate social media. That's really no, no. Well, I, I don't know if you saw, Brad. I, um, by my own decision, of course, uh, posted on Instagram for the first time this year uh, for Anna's birthday and uh, deleted the app right after the post. And I think it's just about time to get rid of that one. I, I was ahead of everybody on Facebook, like, what, eight years ago now? I don't even know how long ago it was. feels like forever ago. I think it might just be time to do the Instagram. I, I don't miss it one bit. Like, truly, I've had the app deleted for months and months, and I don't miss it one, not even a little bit. I play way, way too much Tetris, I will say that, but I don't miss Instagram. So the thing the thing with Instagram that I like is, I like I, I think I've told you this, I don't follow any people. Like, I, I, I could care less about the people on Instagram. There's a few folks who I'll get excited about because they post and I can see what's going on in their life. But otherwise, I actually liked to be advertised to on Instagram. Or follow like, uh, like parenting stuff, like really, really lame, lame things. But if you're on, it's like I, I basically look at it as like a curated, kind of weird, but not really news, news, and like just general interest section. Because I could give two shits general. about your trip to the Barbados. General news. Um, okay. Well, so basically, you're just you. You're the product of a the marketing generation really taken off in the last twenty five years, and you you're okay with that. You're yeah. just you're okay with them listening to everything. Um, hey, that's true. At least we know the NSA is listening to our podcast. That's one more listener. Hey, that's uh, true. We're up to five. Yeah. So you're okay with all that? I mean, you're okay with the kind of invasion of privacy and the fact that it's curated perfectly to you because they're constantly listening and like tracking your habits and all that stuff. I, I, I am a firm believer that if you don't think that you are being tracked by several different sources online, uh, whether you're on social media or not, uh, you're fooling yourself. Uh, so yeah, I would rather sure. uh, I would rather get the content that I want. Hmm. It's an, it's an interesting take on the argument. Um, we'll have to talk more about that because I want to talk more sports today. But that yeah. does dive into that we do have some fun hot takes that we're going to serve up with some syrup today along with some bloodlines 316 some general picks general picks 
and we'll wrap it up with a little bit of what we missed to send you into the weekend if Brad or I uh, stumble upon any ideas, and we need that. Um, without Ollie, usually he's our um, plug to do all that for us at the end. But uh, I actually did read, the, uh, I did read the thing, uh, the Ollie's little rant that he goes through and made sure that you didn't put anything weird in there after saying <laughs> Burgundy it. So uh, I didn't, I did, I, I did, I focused on my, my prep for my hot takes more than I should have gone through there. Um, and I knew I couldn't do it the next episode. I have to do it in like six months from now. Yeah. All right. Are you going to do the timer for uh, Bloodlines 316? I do have the timer, and I will start reading off the college ones in three, two. All right. Number five, Ohio State, minus 14 and a half at Nebraska. Well, uh, I think that everybody who looks at this says Nebraska sucks, and 14 and a half is a lot. I actually I, I don't know where this is going to go. We play one-score games all the time, but I think that this game might go over. Are you, are you, are you, are you going to try to sell people on plus 14 and a half? Is that what I was hearing? No, no, no. I mean, th- that would be the only counter argument. I'm not going to okay. sell anybody on that. You're just going over. Yeah, yeah. Just don't touch the game, in my opinion. Yeah, that's, that's um, a- Illinois at Minnesota minus 14 and a half for the Gophers. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, PJ Fleck just got extended. I think Minnesota has been playing a little bit better. I think that they might cover this one and win by like 17 or 20. I think so too. Minnesota might just have a program now. Number three, Michigan State minus three at Purdue. Uh, I think if Purdue hadn't beaten Iowa, this would be a less weird line, or uh, this would be a weirder line. But because they beat Iowa, I think everybody's got that juice on them. Uh, I think that uh, I think Michigan State minus three. I'm going to Costanza this one a little bit. I think they cover. Yep, Sparty keeps rolling. Number twenty-one, uh, Wisconsin minus thirteen at Rutgers. This one feels like Wisconsin, a Wisconsin blowout, uh, but but potentially the under two because Rutgers is uh, is not going to throw the ball too much. Is Paul Chris just now getting the reputation of his teams are just getting better and better and better throughout? the year because they were just a train wreck just three weeks ago and now they have a little bit of respect i think it continues here and they win by three touchdowns yep. uh, penn state minus 10 at maryland uh i kind of i think maryland covers this one penn state wins maryland covers is tug of Iowa's brother still healthy like playing physically yes mentally debatable not great all right yeah i don't know what to say on that one i'm staying away uh number 22 iowa minus 12 at northwestern at ryan field no clue, but I'm taking the under in this one. I don't know who's going to win or cover, but I, I, I think this one goes uh, under. Both these teams are grass. terrible on offense. Oh, the better over-under to bet is how many references to how long the grass is. Oh. Um, every, every time there's a 2.30 game in November at Northwestern. I love the under in that. Um, Indiana at number seven, Michigan minus 20. I think Indiana's still living off the fumes of last year. I think Michigan wins big. I don't have a feel for that. Over-under is 51 you think Michigan big? I think Michigan big. I think Michigan four or five touchdowns. Wow. Okay. That'll be interesting if they end up going into that Ohio State game uh, with one loss, maybe to potentially yep. upset. And, uh, uh, oh, man, that side of the Big Ten could be so interesting. Um, let's switch to the NFL for three games. We have Packers at Chiefs minus seven and a half. You want to start with these? Yeah, probably. Um I actually think the Packers are going to cover. I think everyone's just going to flip shit that Rodgers is gone. Love probably isn't as bad as everyone thinks. And the Chiefs really are bad. Yeah. Uh, and I, so the Packers defense takes it a little bit. Yeah, I like the uh, I like the under in this one. And I think the, the Packers are going to cover as well. Nice. Uh, Vikings uh, at the Ravens. Ravens are minus six over under is 50. All right, we got 16 seconds. I like the Vikings plus six. Same. Bears at Steelers, minus six and a half for the Steelers over under 39. I, I just kind of like the over of 39 for a little bit, just to sprinkle Monday Night Football. I'm taking the under here. This is going to be a terrible game. 
And three sixteen. Nice. I stopped it right on it. Three sixteen. Oh, that was a nice little run. I do. I want to expand just a little bit, just because it came up. And we just didn't have any time thinking about that hypothetical of the Big Ten East, where um, Michigan wins out and beats Ohio State the last week of the year. Michigan State stays undefeated. Well, they'll still have to play Ohio State, right? Uh, in the well, what do you mean? They have to play Michigan. Ohio State. My question was Michigan State has not played Ohio State yet, correct? Correct. Ohio State still has two big games uh, on their schedule, unless we're counting Nebraska, which we're not. I think the most mayhem might be if Michigan State stays undefeated and then the one loss winner of Ohio State, Michigan, hypothetically against a potentially Michigan State loses in the Big Ten West title game. Who's that team that goes in from the Big Ten, if anyone? Yeah, that's I think lot, that that's a lot of craziness there because everyone's just like writing Ohio State in right now. I don't know if you're getting that same vibe that I am. Oh, yeah. like, people are just slobbering on Ohio State. Like Michigan State's a good football team. And Kenneth Walker, as we've talked about for quite a while now, is a stud. So I don't know. Just interesting to talk about. I think I think we end up if, if it breaks the way that we think it will, where Ohio State runs the table because they're playing really well, then we get uh, Ohio State. Um, and we get Iowa in the uh, in the Big Ten championship game, and I think that, or we actually we might get Wisconsin. Wisconsin, Wisconsin is who uh, Ohio State needs to be good. Ohio State needs Wisconsin to keep winning, and then and then they're in. I don't think that there's any chance that uh, a one loss Ohio State gets left out in favor of Michigan State or Michigan if they win out. Uh, Michigan State, I could see getting. Um, I, I could see a one-loss Michigan State getting left out if they lose to Ohio State, but then win the Big Ten. Definitely, I just I can't believe that you left out, and and, and not because it's 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 so easy to do, and a lot of people do it. Minnesota was four and one, and there's Minnesota's in first in the Big Ten. Purdue is still sitting there in that three and two pile with Wisconsin and Iowa. I just that's why I'm thinking Minnesota's just going to roll this week. And yeah, like, I think it, Minnesota's it, playing really play well. They play a bad Illinois team. Um, I'm kind of going to add that to my lock card now, the more that we've talked about it. Minnesota's just a dangerous team. And now that we talk about it, I don't know if anyone's really going to beat anyone from the East in the title game. Um, no. Yeah, maybe a hot Wisconsin or Iowa team. I don't know. It's just going to be interesting. Obviously, Maxion's the best conference, but Big Ten has a lot of interesting storylines to consider um, on both sides. Uh, All right. Yeah, so speaking of, um, just as we continue to mix it up when we are down a person, um, we want to do a little more sports talk, diving into conspiracy theories on the sports world, what's going on, things we just want to dive into a little bit further. So we're just going to serve up some hot takes today. Um, Brad, I respectfully did not take one of your topics because you were so adamantly... um, encouraged it, to be leading the charge on this one so i'm just going to let you lead the uh, is it aaron rodgers it, it that it might be aaron rodgers yeah. i don't know i don't know let's hear what what's he up to lately i would i would like to talk to our crystal just just talk a little bit about our crystal overlord aaron aaron karen rodgers who has successfully convinced everybody that he's an intelligent human being for his entire nfl career because he went to school at cal 
And that's really the only basis for us thinking he's smart, other than the fact that he talks slowly. And all of that has been completely destroyed in the last 36 to 48 hours with this whole immunization versus vaccination thing. That's the kind of argument that a seven-year-old makes when they're like, I'm smarter than my parents now. It's like, no, you're a dipshit. You don't know anything. You know nothing. And you haven't fooled anybody. The only reason that people think Aaron Rodgers is smart and the only reason that Aaron Rodgers thinks he is smart is because he's surrounded by people of below average intelligence most of the time. This is not an uh, indictment uh, on uh, NFL uh, players. Uh, 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 uh. We'll halt there. You're not going to say he's surrounded by below average intelligence. NFL players are like the smartest people on earth, not on earth, but they are that they are that far Yes, because of their physical talents, but because of their brains. And my only argument, everything you've said has been right. He is wicked smart on the football field. I think that's why he's gotten the perception of being smart. Just wanted to say that. You can continue. Yeah, okay. And below average is not right, but uh, not the same level of intelligence that he sees himself at. There is nothing more dangerous than somebody who thinks they are smarter than they actually are and are not self-aware enough to know what they don't know. It's one of the greatest character flaws anybody can have. And he has fallen so deep into that trap and he has smelled his own fumes for so long that he sat up there and he said, no, when they asked him if he's vaccinated, he said, I've, I've been immunized. That's like saying, well, you know, I've, um, you know, I, uh, this guy's uh, this guy's ego is bigger than Matt Nagy's and that's it. It's it, and Scott Frost combined. It's, the delusion that you're you're right and i wanted to comment on that last point that you made that he has lived in this world up in green bay and in his little bubble in the off season where he only lets people in that tell him he's the greatest ever and that's why he gets so upset when the organization gets rid of Randall Cobbs that are like his best friend and know and say he's the best quarterback ever of course Aaron might be in a, the top 5 quarterbacks of all time Honestly, he really is that great. But your point is so accurate that how you act day to day, how you treat people and definitely how you communicate to your teammates and staff and reporters, it matters in the NFL. It just absolutely does. And he has become the most arrogant fucking prick in the world over the last five, six, seven, eight, nine years, in my opinion. Um, maybe it's a bit more recent than to most, but and I've hated him for too long. Um, but yeah, dude, not unreal. It's just unreal what he's done. He's the, the last point on this is, you know, he may not have always been like this, but uh, I think that he is now, uh, you know, the, the, the whole Shailene Woodley thing. I don't know anything about her. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm some celebrity whisperer. I, I think it's all insane. But if I was, I, I mean, when Alex and I first started dating, she would read me my horoscope and her horoscope every single day. And finally, I was like, I need you to tell me you don't believe this. And she's like, well, <laughs> it's like, no, I need, I need, I need this to not be a thing that you like actually buy into and believe. Like it's just that's just not how it works. They just like it's it's fine if you think it's fun, but I need to know you don't believe it. And if I was, I don't care how hot Shailene Woodley is, I don't care how hot anybody is. If you come to me and it's like, hey, I'm gonna rub some crystals on your earlobes, and you're gonna be immune from this global pandemic, I'm gonna be like, you gotta get out. Like this is this is no longer a thing. I don't think it's all on Shailene Woodley though. And I'm and again, no, it's on Aaron Rodgers for buying into whatever she's saying. But again, what I was gonna say, Aaron's been into the crystal thing since uh, Danica Patrick. Danica Patrick is the one that got her him into crystals because I remember that very vividly because she was a guest on Pardon My Take like just after they had broken up or 
while they're dating anyway. And for a fact, you can look this up at least. I know this is a fact that Danica Patrick is the one that got him into crystals. And he started to become like all like enlightened because of crystals because of Danica Patrick. That's so, why I don't but- that's why I don't know why Shailen Woodley's getting all this slander, um, saying it's like her fault. I think it was this is an Aaron thing. It's not a Shailen Shailen Woodley. This is an Aaron thing in his totally mind. Fair. Yeah. The fact that somebody can get you into crystals, that's all I need to know. Yeah, it's I, I just I can't believe the arrogance that he has. And it, it's just it's at a level that I don't know. What do you think is going to happen? I actually haven't really watched much NFL Live or seen anything other than like Psycho Bears Twitter. What what do you what is what are people really projecting is going to happen? Is it going to be just the ten days and he's back, or is there going to be any type of other suspension? Because so, I've seen some Patriots fans that have been up in arms again. Yes. They do go back to Deflate Gate a little bit, which I think is very very fair, um, because they lost picks, they lost money. How do the Packers or Aaron Rodgers? There's got to be some punishment. Punishment here, right? This is way worse than Deflate Gate. This is way, way, way worse than Deflate Gate. This is if Deflate Gate was, if it, if it ever comes out that a team is lying about concussion protocols and lying about concussion tests or health and safety, this is endangering not just him or helping him ability, his ability to play. This is literally endangering hundreds, potentially thousands of people, reporters, people that he comes in contact with on the sideline, people that he comes in contact with in the locker room, people that he comes in contact with who are thinking he's vaccinated, who would not otherwise walk up to him and say, hey, Aaron, what's going on? Cool, stupid haircut. This is a, this is legitimate. I've, I've, you know, we're not trying to get into politics here. I have said that people who lie about their vaccination status and then flout the rules, and then if they get people sick with COVID, they should be charged with a crime that is equivalent to some sort of a physical act, like a man slaughter type thing if it causes bodily harm I, I i what he is doing is equivalent to inflicting bodily harm on somebody intentionally because he's lying about it and hey, he should I'm be suspended for the rest of the year I'm, I'm all for throwing him behind bars if we want if we want to make this a class two misdemeanor <laughs> or something we can at least lock him up for the next time the bears play him which is in like the end of december i think um but no i mean all jokes aside Hi, Brad. You're you're right. I mean, it's it's disgusting, and uh, there's there's a level of respect that I've had from the beginning for people that have their opinion and they stick to it, and that if they at least try to make some type of basis of fact, I'm I'm not the type of person that's going to tell you what you're thinking is wrong, and what you have to do. I'm just going to do. I'm going to educate myself, make my own decision, and spread education, maybe. But you're right. It's the people that flaunt their high righteous high and mighty their way of thinking and doing thing is smarter than everybody else my way of getting an, a vaccination or immunization is better than Pfizer or Johnson and Johnson or Moderna like that's such neurotic thinking and it's just someone who's so self-absolved and so self-consumed with his own greatness and only surrounds himself with people that tell him that Huh. All right. We're yeah. gonna have to I, didn't, I didn't actually hate Aaron Rodgers until this, but I, I, I feel really good about saying this. Like, you know, Aaron Rodgers is I, I actually hate him now. Like, you know, what's even better. I feel so vindicated on so many things lately. I love Jay Cutler my whole life and said Kristen Cavallari was a psycho proven to be true. And he was a very undervalued Bears quarterback at the time who had the worst head coaching and offensive coordinator situation of all time going through five offensive coordinators in five years. He was incredible. And not to mention now we're going through 
Mitch. Mitch is getting uh, vindicated a little bit because Nagy's obviously a fucking moron. And I've always said Rodgers is an asshole. Um, yes, respect him on the field, but he's an absolute ass absolute prick off of it in every way and i'm just glad people are realizing it and even yeah. the packers fans have known it for a while but anyway sorry go ahead okay well now i would like to talk about something that is even more serious than uh aaron Rodgers' immunization status it is uh our dear friend and maybe she is willing to intern for us uh pole assassin the monkey owning stripper who is dating or married to, I actually can't quite figure that one out, the special teams coach at the University of Texas. And let me tell you, this woman is a national treasure. She is doing an act with a monkey on stage. I've, I've been to my fair, fair share, my fair share of strip clubs. I don't really love them. And that's not me being like, oh, yeah, I'm super sophisticated. It's like, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's just not my jam. It, I'm thoroughly sure like 50 years ago it was really cool. But like, there's there's all the porn in the world that you want right now if you really need to do that sort of thing. So like, I, I'm, I'm good on the strip clubs, but if somebody said, there's gonna be a monkey that's a part of this act, sign me the hell up for that. What a, what a creative thinker. And this is the kind of thing, I everybody's you know shitting on the Texas special teams coach. I think it's great. I don't think this is a distraction at all. I think Sarkeesian is right. I bet these players thought this dorky special teams coordinator, who's like the lowest of the low on the totem pole when it comes to all your coaches, they probably think this guy's a pimp now. This guy's dating pole assassin who's got a pet, three pet monkeys. We don't even know if the pet monkey that does this stripper act is the one that did the attack. And 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 here we are. Like now this guy is the ultimate respect. I, I think I might take, to bring it back to gambling, I might take a Texas special teams touchdown this weekend. Okay, and welcome to the podcast, Producy Alessandro. Good morning, Vietnam. A uh, great time for you to chime in on the porn and strip clubs talk. I uh, I love how Ollie jumps on. He has his video camera on while Brad's mid rant, and the second Brad made like a porn comment, Ollie was just like, because he like frowned a little bit, made a little face like. Oh, I really jumped on, and we're talking about porn and strip clubs and and monkeys and the Texas special team. So, God, I am. Yeah, when that. you when you when you try to access porn in Utah, it gives you an extra special message. It's not just, hey, are you over eighteen? It's also you do realize you're in the state of Utah, and they really ultra frown uh, on porn. So, is it just like a direct bear. link to the Mormon Church and like how yep. to sign? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I got to be honest. This is this is really this is really juicing up my gears here. I, I, I'm ready to launch into the day now. I want somebody <laughs> to score, uh, get a punt return touchdown for Texas, and I want them to assassinate a pole. I literally want somebody to just just figure out a way to make this a celebration. That guy's a hero. Uh, if you find well, one, I'm gonna we're gonna have to talk a little more. I don't really know t too much about this story, so it was like really hilarious hearing all of that go on while seeing Ollie jump on. Um, so you're going to have to describe just a little bit, maybe the background in a short way, if I didn't fully catch all of it, and then absolutely oh. tell me if you find odds on a special teams touchdown, I want in on that for at least a dollar. I am I am sorry. Uh, this is a bad habit that I have in life in general where I don't really give a lot of context. Uh, when I launch into something, I just assume everybody knows what I'm talking about. Great. I'm so uh, glad I asked you to be a co-host on a podcast where our, and the whole concept is to give context, but... <laughs> I don't know. No, that's, that's irrelevant. So uh, the, the the backstory of this is Pole Assassin, who has a real name, but not really. It's Pole Assassin. Uh, so Pole Assassin hosted a Halloween party, and her monkeys were on display. However, she had signs up that says, "Do not pet the monkeys. Do not cross this line." Like this is they're not like they're not trained to just like deal with random kids all the time. One of these kids crossed the boundary that she had set essentially, 
and walked up to the monkey and they had and it attacked this kid. Like it started to eat this kid's face. They had to pry the monkey off of the kid, like pry the jaws of this tiny little monkey off of this kid. I'm sure the kid, I really hope the kid's okay. Like that's terrifying and that's horrible, but, but, but read the sign. Like just, if it says don't enter, don't enter. And so she is dating the Texas special teams coordinator slash married to him. I don't know, but I do know that he left his wife and child for pole assassin. So, but I mean, again, who can blame him? This is a stripper with a monkey that's a part of a rat. Like, we all get that. Like, this is. Oh my god, that's wild. No, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to look more into that. That's absolutely hilarious, though. I saw some stuff on Twitter go viral, and I was like, I clearly did not understand the reference to it because it went like super viral, and I was like, I don't get this at all. Um, it was just one of those moments that obviously you know just went right over my head. Um, yeah. So, okay. What's I'll your keep, last I'll one? Keep, I'll keep my last one tight. I, uh, those were those were two pretty long rants there. Uh, last but not least is just talking about the college football playoffs. There's a lot of consternation around Cincinnati and them not getting in, and because they're they're definitely not going to get in if everything holds serve right now. They're six in the playoff rankings, and they have team. They, they, nobody they play is ranked. So. Everybody is talking about how the playoff committee really did them a disservice and, you know, they they should be able to get in and, and blah, 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 which I get. Like, you play you play the games. They should matter. Like, half the country shouldn't just be completely excluded from the college football playoff the second the season starts. However, I, I'm kind of sympathetic to the idea that, like, I don't think Cincinnati is the fifth best team in the SEC. I don't think Cincinnati is the third best team in the Big Ten. I think that they the, – the, the underrated part of the G5 argument that nobody brings up enough is the fact that you have to do it every single week. Like, yeah, sure. Cincinnati looked great against Notre Dame. Uh, they played Indiana really well. They, they looked good in those two games, but then they went and played a bunch of nonsense teams, Not nonsense teams. The AAC is a good conference, but they weren't going, you know, Ohio state finishes with Michigan, Michigan state. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend like Nebraska is some juggernaut, but like we have talent. We probably have more talent than most of the AAC, if not all of it, which makes our season that much more pathetic. But they don't have to go and deal with that week in and week out. And sure, you can only play what's put in front of you. But uh, as much as I hate to say it, I, I actually hope that we get two SEC and two Big Ten teams in the college football playoff, because then that might provide the impetus to get us to a 12-team playoff, because the four-team format is is getting kind of old. So, yeah. Um, the main, main thing I was going to echo there is it, you can only play who you play. And college football is the mo one of the most um, prime examples of just true elitism in America, in my opinion. Uh, like, truly, it's just, it's just we're going to control all the money in certain conferences. We're only going to allow these certain teams to play for championships. It started with BCS when, quote-unquote, computers were just putting, like, the best matchups for TV um, in the rankings. You know, it's just... I just think that's it's a, there's no way around it until we get to an eight or 12. Four was never the answer. The second it was done, people were like, this is so stupid. We're going to have to expand it. Um, and at least when we get to the eight or 12, teams like Cincinnati will at least get their chance because your argument is absolutely correct. They don't play through the weekend and week out. Like, even though Nebraska sucks, having to go to Lincoln, like what Michigan did in a very hostile environment against still a talented team, even though. Oh, their coach like shit. Um, it's still a really hard thing to do um, doing that. And then the next week, I don't know who they had to play or what it was, but it was still challenging. So I see both sides to that. But yeah, you can only play who you play. All right. I, I'm gonna go for yeah, mine. I think I feel like that's a natural transition into your first one here. Yeah, absolutely. So my first hot take that I we get we knew we needed to soak up some time here. Wink, wink, Holly. Um, Nebraska's failure, Nebraska's failure as a program, and where do we go from here? Um, 
I'm not going to, I didn't prepare like a full slideshow here or anything like that. But I do think that there's just some definitive things that I want to hear from somebody other than my own mind on what we think the problem is and what the hell do we do? You know, like, what do we do next? So as two other Husker fans on here, one, how the hell did we get here? And two, what do we do from this point on? What's your, do we fire Scott and have a new coach? Um, do we stay with Scott? What, what's your mindset? I need to hear someone other than myself. So a lot of questions there to unpack. Uh, I think that, uh, I think that our, I think that our fan base, I've mentioned this before on pause. I think our fan base is a huge problem and I know that everybody has fans, but, uh, I think that they're because of the tight confines of Nebraska relative to their fan base and the football program, it's different than somewhere else. There's, there's not like a unifying pro football team here. And that's not just in state, like Alabama doesn't have a pro football team, but like there's a lot of Georgia fans, or I should say Atlanta fans that are down in Alabama. You've got the diversity down there. There's nothing unifying to hang our hats on. So all the focus is on Nebraska, Nebraska football, and then kind of Nebraska basketball, but that even gets split up with Creighton. It's a thing. So I think our fan base is a huge problem. And I think there was there was an article that was just written and I can't remember what it was about Callahan and how Callahan was saying like the message boards, what Nebraska fans are writing on message boards is actually hurting recruiting and that it's a huge issue. No shit. And so it is what these idiots do on Twitter and on the Red Sea scrolls and all this stupid shit that Western Nebraskans say on a daily basis. Yeah. What, why am I a kid from, you know, a kid from Texas, a kid from Florida going to come and play for a bunch of fucking bigots that are writing all sorts of nonsense. Like I'm not going to do it. So I think our fan base is a problem. There are bigots everywhere. There are bigots everywhere, but like, because it's so focused. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just fed up with the fact that it, it's, it's the same reason. Like we have that, that kind of embarrassing but funny reputation of we win like every online poll because mm-hmm. like our fans just go nuts on the internet. Well, guess what? That also goes the other way and probably three times as bad. It's to consider like the world that we live in with Calvin Ridley just retiring suddenly and how many athletes I can't, I don't want to list them all off now, but how many athletes that are leaving because truly Naomi Osaka is kind of one of them top of the women's world because being an athlete is brutal nowadays. And I mean, I'm sure it was still five, 10 years ago, but like these athletes get crucified if they do anything wrong by 12 different fake accounts from one person. And it's just getting blown up. I haven't experienced it. I'm just saying there's no way Husker fans are not doing that. I know a lot of fan bases do that. I'm not saying this is just a Nebraska problem, but it has to contribute. And that's what we're talking about, our contributing factors to why this program has absolutely no signs of hope and hasn't had any signs of hope since Oakland left the campus. My my favorite thing that I realized once upon a time was that I actually began to like Nebraska football a lot more once I left the state of Nebraska because I don't have to be around Nebraska fans all day. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing you, you I, talked, that's, that's a great point. I was way more diehard before I moved here. Uh, yeah, I, I started caring less once I got there. Um, the other thing I wanted to uh, touch on from your points was where do we go? And then if we do get a new head coach, uh, what do we do? I'm yeah. really back and forth on whether we're going to fire him, whether we should or shouldn't. I mean, there's three games left in the season and I, you know, who knows? I think if we win one more game of these three between Wisconsin, Ohio state and Iowa, 
we win one more game, he's coming back for sure, guaranteed. If we don't, then I think it's a real interesting, um, a real interesting thing where at least they're going to make him get rid of the offensive staff, maybe. But then how do you guarantee that he doesn't get get his fingers in there? But if we bring in a new head coach, uh, I want I want somebody who has Big Ten experience. I want somebody who understands recruiting in the, to the Big Ten. I want somebody who understands recruiting uh, up in this uh, neck of the woods because that's what we need. We need a salesperson in this program. We need somebody who makes it seem like it is awesome to come to Nebraska. And the offense that Frost was going to run was supposed to do that, but it isn't. So we need somebody who can really, really sell. So it's great that you, I'm, I'm, it's a great transition. So I went to one of um, my best, one of my groomsmen's weddings down in Charleston. Shout out Logan, Ollie and I were down there for it, and he had um, he had a friend at the wedding that played football at West Virginia. Um, naturally, I just kind of found myself talking to him all night instead of doing any type of flirting with other girls or dancing. I just talked to him about football for a large majority of the night, and he said he said a couple of things that stuck with me for a long time. Um, I'll share one of them right now. And he was talking about what it takes to be a good coach in college football. And he said 90% of being a successful college coach is getting 90% of your kids to give a shit about football. And what he yeah. was referencing was they're all 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds. They want to, they want to go party and do drugs and, and hang out with girls and go to the bars illegally and, and hang out with friends and maybe go home and see family and not focus on school for a couple of days. Like these kids are, they're human beings. They have real lives. And, and he's like, we all know that most of us aren't going anywhere after college. So it's the end of the line for almost everyone. And it's pretty clear who doesn't go. So it takes a coach that is a motivator. And like you said, Brad, a salesman, I hate to make this reference, but it's just a good one right now. A PJ Fleck, a guy who mm -hmm. comes in with his mindset, his mantra, his program that is different than was there. Row the boat didn't exist at Minnesota before he got there. It was at Western Michigan with him. Shout out Maction. I remember betting on him five, <laughs> six years ago when he was there. Like Maction's the best conference. That's where all the best coaches coming from. Talk about Big Ten culture. Let's go get it. one of the big um, Mac coaches right now. I would be all for that. That's a topic for another day. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right, Brad. It's Big Ten. Big Ten footprint's important. Um, recruiting obviously is huge. But I just thought that was a. I thought that was a pretty impactful statement that you know these coaches when they if you get wrapped up in the boosters and the national this and that the blah 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 like it's what makes say what Saban does so incredible that he has his team. It's it's just a boot camp and it's it's. There, there's a, it's full accountability. No one steps out of line and it's all to move the team in the right direction. And when you, there's any type of kink in the chain or kink in the coach's reputation, sorry, Scott, but you're not perfect. Um, no one is, but the years have been a little more, more public. Um, you know, things go wrong. And I just don't think Scott's yep, had the yep. locker room for a long time. Yeah. I think that, I think that's it is you, everybody's like, what about next year? What about next year? What about next year? At a certain point, like, how do you really change the mindset here? Unless everybody really does give a shit and we really are the least lucky team. And they're like, but God, that's, that's just, he's got the worst record of a power five coach through four seasons that, that would have kept his job ever. I think, I think that's I just, where we're at. Oh my God. It's, it's just so hard to say like, okay, go ahead and come back. But I, I, I don't know where we go from here, but uh, I think it reeks of desperation if we want him back. Yeah. But we're desperate. The next three games. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Right, my next one, uh, hot take on everyone gets so mad about fallback. You know, we lose sunlight at the end of the day, and it's just it's all dark all the time. I say this every year. It's my first year having a podcast, so I can maybe speak it out to a few more people. Fallback is great. I'm up at 5 a.m. anyway, so I get a, I, this is me getting 45 minutes to an hour of more sunlight in the morning. I'm, I'm even happier because I get more sunlight in the day. Um, I'm all for it. I love it. I get the, I love the fact that those 2:30 kicks um, on Saturdays starting next week, they'll feel like night games in the second half. You know, it kicks off oh. kind of. It's so bright, nice and early. Um, like we, thinking about how we are very aligned to this. Oh, when Memorial Stadium, how Memorial no, Stadium looks um, <laughs> at like four four thirty in the afternoon um, after fall back, it's the best. Yeah, I, I, I love fallback. Uh, I I go I mean, I go to bed by nine thirty at the latest every single weeknight. I wake up at four between four and four thirty every single day. I love the feeling of fall. Fall is my favorite season. But more importantly, I hate how light it is late at late at night in the summer. Like I don't like I feel like a bad person going to bed when the sun is still up. Like don't judge me, son. I'm going to sleep. It's your fault like for staying up too late. Yeah, hanging my blinds over as much as I can, trying to get that sun out of here. Like, Jesus, yeah. it's 45. I'm getting ready for bed. I just this got out of the shower. Why are you still trying to keep me up? I come I come from farm and folk, and we, you know, give us give us that daylight in the morning. We get our work done in the morning, and we relax in the afternoon, and that's, that's uh, I think that's the way to live. So for those of you listening, uh, you guys have two hosts here who are up at 4.30 in the morning. They seize the day. They run 15 miles. They write a that's book. They they manage their hedge funds. Man, these guys are stellar. <laughs> all right. These guys is why they love fall fucking back. Out <laughs> on the back to you two. <laughs> hey, I you know, fall back, whatever. I don't give a shit. I you know, I I would rather have a little a little more daylight in the afternoon because unlike you two, uh I'm not as big of a morning person. You know, I'm more of a seven, eight AM kind of guy. Um, so whether it's dark or light, I'm not going to notice. Yeah, but, hence why we're rolling onto the pod at 8.25. Hey, as, as long as you guys are going to take advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we'll, we'll go ahead and skip my last one. We got a lot to talk to. I think now that we got Ollie back, we got a bunch of picks to talk about. Um, yeah. So Tuesday's picks, I, I don't know if you noticed, Brad, I went 6-1 and one on my Tuesday picks. You did, yeah, you killed it. The, the only pick that really mattered to me, though, was the one that lost. Um, so I'm not I'm still not feeling that great. Um, the I, Northern Illinois was a dagger. I'm just I'm not going to lie. The Barstool Sportsbook opened up. So I went over and I was trying to get the Maction sweatshirt, um, put the money on Northern Illinois. And uh, of all I, I went I went five for five in the other. And, and if I just picked any other Matt game, I would have got the sweatshirt. But I picked the one that I didn't win. Uh, kind of a dagger and started off on yeah. a pool one one. Um, yeah. uh, so we've got, you know what, you, you, you had it until you didn't, and you were in really good shape. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I had so I'm, I'm pulling up the picks that that we had for the hup pool this week. Uh, oh, we didn't we didn't really hup up hup 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 hup. Um, so Billy K uh, took the Michigan State Spartans uh, at minus three and the Atlanta Falcons at a uh, number that I can't remember off the top of my head. And then I have the Chiefs under, uh, and we got a nice number on that Chiefs under. I believe we have the Chiefs under 51 uh, in the Hup pool and uh, the Bears under, and I think we have a nice number on that one too. I think that one's 40 or 41. So 
the line movement downward has has played nicely for us. Yeah, love that Chiefs under. I was for the second I saw the lines when I saw Atlanta plus six and a half, I was like, oh, that has to be it. They're gonna win. And then I'm like, ah, hold on a second. It's still Sean Payton. He can make any competent quarterback look good in his offense. Alvin Kamara is still healthy. I think Saints are gonna roll in that game, unfortunately, Billy. Um but why don't we just get on into some general picks right now, Brad? General picks? General picks. You want, you want, you want to start it off here? Sure. Uh, Ollie, do you have any that you want to – I know you, we kind of missed you on Tuesday. Anything you want to talk about for the weekend before we uh, kind of rifle through these? Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just kind of scrolling through here. Uh, I do like – Congratulations, by the way, officially. You, you won the Bloodlines oh, contest. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. You want you, you beat me by a slight percentage, but you don't, won. Don't I know? Did you guys celebrate? Uh, did you guys celebrate without me? Uh, did a little bit. We're gonna next Tuesday. We're gonna have all the ideas and officially lock in Brad's punishment for when I'm in Chicago. Um, but yeah, so, right, so you're scrolling through right now. What's popping out at you? Scrolling through right now. I'm liking. Uh, you know, I, I I'm liking Stanford. And uh, Joe, who I'm staying with, he's uh, he's currently in the NBA program at Utah. We were just at the Utah game last weekend, yeah. um, which they crushed uh, UCLA. Um, but they're going to be at Stanford uh, tonight, actually, Friday night. Um, and that's nine and a half. And you know what? I, I think I'm just I got a little tingling sensation uh, that uh, that they're going to cover that. So. You think Stanford's going to cover it? I think Stanford's going to cover that. Nice. Are you, are you looking at the Thursday agenda by any chance? Uh, I am not. I literally just, I, I woke up and clicked your uh, <laughs> clicked the link and never even tuned in. Is, is that something you have? That's my that's my only that's my favorite pick for tonight is Stanford plus nine. I'm getting I'm getting uh, multiple middle fingers right now in my <laughs> direction uh, for for taking Stanford. Yeah. Let's go. Um, All right, that's what I was on too. Anything else pumping out of you? How about how about uh, the NFL NFL pick from you? NFL pick. Let's see. Let me let me jump over here. Oh, what is jumping out? Ray. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Ray is immediately, and he's like, "Wait, they have a lot going on this week." Yeah. Sorry. Um, Cardinals, Arizona. Or, or Cardinal San Francisco. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take San Francisco in this. God damn it, Ollie! Yes, that is yeah. those are that's my favorite pick too. It's already yeah. it's a lock already highlighted on my. Is for it? My All right. See, I don't yeah. even have to look at that. Looks like we're we're on similar wavelengths. I'm liking this. Let's go, those son. Are, those are gonna be my two picks. We're gonna take that high note there. Now that you and I are kind of uh, in sync here. Yeah, I'm worried about how excited I am about those two picks now. Uh, watch Stanford is going to lose by just like 40 tonight. Yeah, uh, All right, I'll go through mine uh, quick. So I already said that my only one for Friday, Stanford plus nine. On Saturday, I like Wake plus three, Liberty Ole Miss over 67, Duke plus 21 at home against Pitt. Uh, maybe an upset. I was going to sprinkle a crazy long shot. I like Duke there. Um, Georgia Tech is going to upset Miami of Florida, though, at plus 10 and a half. Um, I like that spread and sprinkle that money line. 
Um, Cincinnati, Brad, like you said, Cincinnati's just kind of pissed off. They're going to keep rolling. Minus 22 and a half. They have to win by like at least four because um, the way they look, it matters. Um, and Navy plus 21 against touchdown Jesus just because Ollie's here and I had to pick the game. Uh, and I found out that Navy has like 64 freshmen on their team this year. It's like one of the highest all time um, just because of the way like the military class worked. Um, and they're getting better. Uh, I think this might be the time they go and uh, pull a little bit of an upset and shock uh, Notre Dame plus 21. Um, Brad, do you have any college ones before we shift to the NFL? Uh, from the college perspective, the only one that uh, so I Stanford is uh, is also is going to be I don't know if it's going to be your lock, Tyler, but it's going to be mine. Uh, I really like Stanford, and it's actually plus ten right now on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really so like. We don't that. have any official locks this week. We'll like restart this bloodline yeah. contest next week. So this is kind of all general picks this Just week. General picks. Uh, well, if we're if we're doing that, I like Stanford plus ten. Uh, I like that one quite a bit. Um, I like Liberty plus nine and a half in the Hugh Freeze Bowl. Uh, I yeah. like your overpick there. I think that's interesting. Uh, Hugh Freeze is an, a vindictive sob, and uh, I think that uh, I think he's going to do everything he can to get that to get that cover and keep it within two scores. So, uh, do you guys got- remember by any chance when I brought up Malik Willis? To be the yep. number one NFL draft pick. And, be, and the only reason I brought it up, because I, I literally was like, who the hell is this guy? And I had to look him up. And that's what started me being obsessed with Matt Corral being the number one overall pick. Because I was like, wait, this Malik Willis guy. Anyway, I was just curious if you guys remember that from the podcast a long time ago. I do remember that. Uh, and then the rest of my college picks, uh, for if we're rolling through it, I am going to, because this is not an official super contest week, I'm going to Costanza. Uh, I'm going to not trust the process this week. And I am going to take Michigan State. I like that. I think that they come out and they beat Purdue. Everybody's talking about Purdue. Oh, they're going to make them be the upset. This is what they do. I think Purdue's going to lose. I think Michigan State's going to roll. And they're going to try and keep building that playoff resume. I think that <clears throat> North Carolina... Minus two and a half versus Wake. This is the one I don't know what to do with, but I think North Carolina has been overrated all year. So I'm going to stick with Wake. They're undefeated. Uh, I think that uh, Sam Hartman for Heisman, uh, we're going to keep You're that train going. I'm staying with Wake. We're going to stay with Wake. Love it. Uh, yes. Hartman for Heisman. And uh, yeah, I'm, I am going. Uh, and then I just love the idea of having Wake Forest in the college football playoff undefeated. They cannot leave an undefeated ACC team out. There's no way. Like just yeah. because they're not Clemson, they can't get in. I just think that would just be mayhem. I'm. I think this year there's so much potential for nuts um, to crack. And then my last one that I really like is um, again not going totally away from from trust the process. This is kind of a weird one, but I like Nebraska first half against Ohio State plus seven and a half. I think we keep oh it within a touchdown. God, You're so stupid. I think we keep it within a touchdown in the first half. No, and I don't. <laughs> Frost is going to do all sorts of weird stuff. And typically we've been going into to halftime and it's it's kind of close. I think Ohio State blows our doors off in the second half. They've got way too much depth and talent. But I could see this being a seven-point game at halftime. <laughs> I don't want to talk about them anymore. It's, this is, this is not a, this <laughs> this is not a lot. So, yeah, it's Sunday. I know. All right, let's go to Sunday. Um, I like the Cowboys minus 10 now that Dak is back at home. Uh, I do like the Raiders. Oh, minus three. I do too. Raiders Raiders are just a better football team. Giants are trash. Um, 
I like the Panthers plus three and a half. They get Stephon Gilmore finally after that uh, pickup, and they get Christian McCaffrey back. So even though uh, they really have nobody at quarterback, uh, I still think they'll get it done at home. I think that was just kind of like a stinky line, too, because the Patriots look really good. Um, so I'm take Panthers plus three and a half, covered by a field goal. I like the Ravens-Vikings over 50. I like the Vikings plus six and a half, and I like the Vikings money line. This is this. I I feel like I'm just seeing I'm seeing this game so clearly. Um, Did you just this hear is Tyler gonna... slip into uh, Tony Romo? I I, 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 don't, I don't know, Jim. I don't know, Sandro. I think <laughs> I think I'm seeing this one this week. Um, yeah, I, I think I think the Vikings are going to get it done. This is just that on the road game that it's going to sneak by and and on the noon window, and it's going to end in just crazy crazy fashion with the Vikings coming back. Kirk Cousins is is getting so much heat right now, kind of like he always does, and well deserved. Um, but he's still a pretty good quarterback. And uh, trust me, guys, I watch the Vikings way more than the casual fan needs to because they're in my division, and I'm like, it's constantly Bears or Vikings for that last playoff spot in a lot of years. This guy's actually pretty decent, and he gets the upset every now and then. I feel like it's this week. Uh, I'm not going to lock up the money line, but I am going to lock up that six and a half. Um, I like the Eagles at plus one and a half. Another what the hell is Vegas thinking? I love the Chargers. I was dead wrong on them last week with the Patriots game. Maybe I'm just too high on them, and the Eagles are better than I think. I don't know. I don't. I truly don't know, Jim. I'm going to take the Eagles plus one and a half here. I kind of uh, like that one, Tony. I, I kind of like that one. <laughs> yeah, and uh, sorry, last two, kind of long-winded. Are you Loving thinking all of the games? I, I I like the board this week. I didn't even say three of them. Um, the 49ers <laughs> minus two as a lock, like Ollie said, and then the Bears-Steelers over 39. Not a lock, but I do like that one. So my locks for the weekend are the Georgia Tech plus 10.5, Vikings plus 6.5, 49ers minus two. Okay. Uh, that was a lot to digest. Um, I... I like the over in that Vikings game that you talked about. Uh, I think that we're going to see some fireworks there, and I could see that being a very, very high-scoring game. I like the Dolphins, minus 5.5, and, and I want I want to put money on this game because it is such a terrible game. 1-7 versus 1-7. Yeah. Texans versus the Dolphins. Uh, I think that, uh, I don't know. I kind of I want to see what they do. And I like the Bengals, minus 2.5. Uh, the Browns have looked okay against okay quarterbacks, but all the good to elite quarterbacks they've played, they have gotten shredded by. I would put... Uh, Joe Burrow in that category, not to mention the fact that the Browns locker room sounds like a horrible place to be right now. So I think the Bengals at home uh, minus two and a half. I think they uh, I think they take care of business there uh, pretty convincingly. Yeah, I, I like I agree with you on the Dolphins game for sure. Texans are a dumpster fire. Dolphins are a better coach team just with Brian Flores. Um, better defensively for sure, as long as Avian Howard's healthy, which I believe he is. Um, and Tua just kind of confirmed as their quarterback. It, it's a weird situation, especially for the GM to be like, oh, no, we're confident in Tua. We were just taking some calls. Um, yeah. It was interesting to see how he bounces back, but I do like that's, them minus five and a half. It's like saying, yeah, I'm, very, I'm really confident in my marriage. I just went on a couple dates. It's not that big of a deal. I know. I saw, I saw a good tweet about that on Twitter. The guy was like, no, no, my girlfriend's great. I'm just scrolling through Tinder, though. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right. Uh, uh, well, luckily for the listeners, and I think all of us, we have Ollie back, which means we get the best part of Thursday's episode. Unhinged. Unhinged. Unhinged Utah edition. Utah edition. 
let's see what the Mormons are up to. How how does is their skin really that much better in person? Like, do, is it pretty noticeable? Like, ooh, you just walk past a Mormon, like their skin's like perfect. Uh, sure. No, no. On, honestly, no. I, I I don't even know. I don't know who I'm walking by. Yeah. Right. I, <laughs> use tunnel vision. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, maybe it's tunnel vision on one of these girls. So let's see. Let's see. Actually, the, yeah, the the glow in the heavily concentrated Mormon areas. Maybe that's what that is. I thought there were street lights, but <laughs> maybe that's just the skin. Good boom uh, roasted, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> boom roasted. Okay, so we'll we'll start with uh, number five here. We've got or number one here. We've got uh, we'll have five on deck. Uh, so first one out. The key to my heart is pizza and making me laugh. My mantra is you can't do ugly things to people and expect to live a beautiful life. Something that's non-negotiable for me is my kids come first. She sounds like your type, and at least she's in the right age bracket, probably. I We're going to ignore the kids thing for a second. I, I like on the first part. When you say I like, like oh, see, I like what she's saying. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead, Brad. I like what she's saying. I just don't like the way that she's saying it. The mantra was fine. It's just that first comment. It's just so basic. It's yeah. like, hey, what's a what's a comment that's gonna get a guy's attention? Oh, let's talk about pizza and like. Uh, yeah, what was the first so one, Ali? What was that first line? Uh, the key to my heart is pizza and making me laugh. The key to your heart is pizza, really? That's so. That's just not true. That's an ad. No, there's no way this woman needs more pizza than I do. And there's and it's not a key to my heart. Like it's just it's a, it's not a fact. She's a liar. Move on. Yeah, that's gonna be a pass for me. It doesn't that doesn't really doesn't really juice me up the way that uh, somebody named Pole Assassin would. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I do have to note this chick is a babe. Um, <laughs> is, this okay. the, is this one that you already split the sign? I'd like to see what she looks I, like. I, so. I, I will not say until the end, but you can uh, you can table that if you'd like. All right, next up. Next no. up. <laughs> the key to my heart is getting along with my dog, Max. Give me travel tips for anywhere. I love to travel and I want to see everything. My most irrational fear, spiders or anything that's a bug. Fine, I guess. I don't know. She's like a six point eight. It's okay. Like, you know the word milk toast? That's what I keep thinking of. Like I have no opinion. <laughs> Very neutral. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Next up. <laughs> Can't wait for you to marry her and she's like, so I'm fucking milk she toast. Wasn't huh? there. Yeah, I'll bring up this episode. Uh I'm looking for I love you, baby. I'm looking for someone who loves Cap- <laughs> I'm looking for someone who loves Captain America's ass as much as I do. <laughs> Hell yeah. Typical Sunday eating my weight in French toast. I thought that- she was going to say eating Captain America's ass. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Best travel story got lost in the middle of the jungle on the island of Guam. <laughs> There's no way you can say no to this girl. She's hilarious. And the, I mean, that story is intriguing, whether it's true or not. This is an autumn. I, actually, what was the second one? I truly, in my mind, went to she was eating Captain America's ass. Uh, a typical Sunday, eating my weight in French toast. Okay. Yeah, I think she's fine. Brad, did we lose you? No, I'm just thinking. <laughs> you don't have to. It's, this is an instant reaction. I yeah, I know. I really like French toast. I should you know you should get excited about it. I'm, I, I think I'm okay. I'm out. 
you're out. I'm out. All right, Ollie, it's your choice then if you go. Okay. Number four, the key to my heart is chocolate and shoes. My most rational fear, tanning beds with three little uh, smiley faces. All I know, I've found, I'll know I've found the one when you show up with cookies without me asking. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm, no. I'm, on a, I'm on a hard pass, too. What's she smiley yeah. facing about the tanning bed? I don't know. It's like those, like, grimace face. You know, like the e. Oh, uh, She probably burned her so, nipples once or something. Like, what the fuck did you expect when you went to a tanning bed? It not to be blinding? <laughs> hard pass. Just, yeah, yeah, we're going to pass. We got we to we gotta wrap it up here quick. All right, number five. I want someone who can communicate and doesn't have a dad bod. If I can do MMA through a concussion, Dear you could have God. worked out during quarantine. <laughs> don't, hate, don't hate me if I call you out on your shit or if I lose interest after you ask for a social media account before asking for my number. I go crazy for onion rings. <laughs> Sign me up for her. I like her. There's no doubt this, this lady is an entrepreneur and is a self-starter and owns her own business selling nutrition supplements online. There's no doubt in my mind that this is an AmeriLife girl. No doubt about it. Uh, I, uh, until proven otherwise, uh, I, I, I'm in. You're in? You're oh, I'm in? in yeah. On that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like this chick. Truly. She doesn't, I, she doesn't I like, like social media. She likes to work out. And what was the, what was the other thing? Uh, she, uh, um, why can't I think of her first, her first call deal? You on your shit. Uh, through the MMA, then you should have worked out through yeah. COVID. Yeah. I'm in on all that. Let's go. All right. I'm so glad I'm out on this. Can we hug it, chug it football? Because that is just, that is gr- no, no, thank you. Wait, well, which, wait, actually, hold on, Ollie. Which one did you choose? Yeah. Okay. The, the one I chose, are you going to take any guesses or you just want me to say? Gotta be the one who's a babe. Yeah, the the first one when you ignored the questions and just saw the pictures. Yeah, it it wasn't that one. <laughs> it was the second. It was the second one where you guys were very neutral. Okay. So didn't, yeah, that's who it was. Well, I hope it works out for you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, coming at you from beautiful Chicago, Illinois, on the day that Doctor Brown invented the flux capacitor. November 5th, 1955, I am Brad Kirschenbaum signing off for Tyler Hammock out in beautiful Omaha, Nebraska, and out in the soaking capital of the world, Ali the Sandro Man. Uh, until next time, enjoy your weekend, win your bets. Hug it. Chug it. Football! Football.